2: This is a Locker Room Production. Good old Locker Room app. See, you'll jump in here. Right? Anybody wants to talk, so you're the only one in the room. You know where to click. Bottom right-hand corner on that microphone. If not, you can just hear me extemporize, pontificate on, on things next to this ping-pong table that I'm standing next to currently at this moment in northern New Jersey. And we're just waiting on Mr. Dan. Oh, there's Dan right there. He's going to request to speak. I'm going to hit accept, and then he's going to speak. What's going on, Dan? What is going on, everybody? How you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. Chilling. Just telling everybody I'm chilling in North Jersey, standing next to a ping pong table. How
3: about yourself?
4: I am chilling, and actually, at this time, so if I am a little bit distracted, everybody, it's for good cause, for work. I am competing in a... Super Flex Mock Draft Industry Mock Draft that will go live on the CBS Sports Fantasy website, and so I have to pay attention a little bit to that, but I'm also here to talk about Giants Minicamp and everything going on there. How, uh, how's everybody doing tonight? It looks like we got a lot of people in here, actually.
2: Yeah, people are jumping in right now. We just started up. I know this is the slow time of the year, but Minicamps, they're exciting. Like, we posted our podcast last night. There's some things to take away from stuff that we see, but we'll get a lot out of training camp, and that's not for... What, another six weeks after these three days or something like that? Exactly. All right, we've got Anthony who's going to jump in here and speak. Anthony, what's going on, bro?
3: Not much. How about you guys? Man, we're chilling. How about yourself? Oh, good, good. It was it was just nice to see uh, some so some meaningful photos today rather than OTAs and stuff like that. Did, nice did you pouts. go crazy, Anthony, when you saw uh, Kadarius Tony making a catch and a, a little curl wrap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did, i i did did go crazy, crazy. and uh, also rest in peace jim Fassel. that was sad news today man yeah yeah, yeah seventy seventy one 71 years old man he's the first coach that i
2: i remember you know dan i think you tweeted something about that we're at that age where jim Fassel was the first coach that uh that i remember but yeah that that's that's unfortunate too young yeah, yeah exactly just
4: in case you want to uh I don't know. I don't want to say impressed, but just just so you know, it's Jim Fossil, not Jim Fossil, just 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 for future reference.
3: Not, not oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't grow up it. with him. Not My first coach him. was Coughlin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah.
2: Where are you from,
3: Anthony? Uh, Canada. Canada. I, I yeah, sense, you don't remember. yeah, I sense the accent. Really? See, oh, that's why I'm the better. I try to hide Anthony. it, man. See, that's why <laughs> no, I'm the no, better I'm to
4: hide. co-host, Anthony, because I remembered you were from Canada. Nick did not. Keep that in <laughs> mind.
3: Just keep that in mind, please. And yeah, Nick, his, <laughs> Nick <laughs> and his disgusting diet. Uh, me and my. <laughs> everybody knows about diet that. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. So so it's the uh, you know it's, it's the middle of the off season. It's dead. Let's let's play a little game. I want I, I want I want percentages on the chances that these guys have to make the roster. If you, if you guys are okay with that, yeah, that's fine with me. I like games. Okay, let's let's go with Carter Coughlin. Carter Coughlin, for me, I'm gonna say like eighty percent. I yeah. will go Carter Coughlin, 60%. Ooh, okay. Ooh, yeah, that was below. Interesting. At Now, now I'm, I'm assuming 80% at inside linebacker probably, right? Not edge. Correct. Yeah. Well, okay.
2: well, for me, it's it's just collective. It's whatever they want to use him as. I mean, I think he has a better chance at inside linebacker because it's a weaker position right now. But to me, it's, it's it doesn't really matter regardless. Right. Yeah, for fair. sure. I, I think that's fair, too. Uh, Cam Brown. For me, that, that's probably around like ninety, ninety percent.
3: Yeah, I'll go seventy-five. Okay. Um, O'Shane Zimenez. Ooh, okay, I like this Good. one. For O'Shane, I'm gonna say,
2: I'm gonna say eighty-five percent. It's more than Carter Coughlin. See, but then I then I go and I think about it, and I, I'm trying to think of O'Shane. I don't have my computer in front of me. His value on special teams. I don't know if it was as, as high as what they may value from Cam Brown. And also with the special teams thing, I mean, they only reserve a few spots for special teams. And Nate Ebner, he's like, he's not totally not on this roster. Like right now he's not there but because he's trying out for the rugby team. So that could all change if whenever that all blows over. So I think we should also keep that in mind for just special team spots.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, Gary Brightwell.
2: So I just think he's going to be a practice squad guy. So, I mean, like, are we counting that as on the roster? I'm going to say uh, no. Let's
3: say final 53.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. So, final 53, I'm going to say then uh, 10,
3: 15%. Okay. Sam Beal. I'll go Sam with Beale. 10%, by the way, for Brightwell. Okay.
2: Beal's Beale, an interesting one. I'm going to say 20%, 20 to 25% for Sam Beal. I think there's a chance he can, but he just has an uphill battle because, I mean, we don't really know that much about him but what if he actually has a great camp and he fully buys in and all that kind of stuff so I'll go with like 2025
3: all right I'll go five uh, percent for Beal five yeah you know what I'm, I'm I'm pretty on that low end too to be honest with you yeah, you know he, I think he, he, he didn't show up to OTAs like Beale, I don't know
4: in my mind the issue with Beal is that he's a year behind in learning the system and I think that's going to be the biggest issue for him that spot's going to probably come down to somebody like him or you item in my mind And Yadam has that advantage from playing in that system one extra year. So that to me is the big difference there. It's just that extra year in the system.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say so too. Um, And then I got two more here. Uh, Rodarius Williams. Okay, so for Rodarius, I'm going to say 40%
2: chance that he'll be on the roster.
4: Uh, I'm going to go 10% there. I just don't think that I think there's just too much depth at the cornerback position
3: interesting uh and rj and rj mcintosh that's where okay so for rj for me i'm gonna say
2: 20 percent.
4: yeah i'll I'll go 10 again here one in 10 shot i just again think there's
3: just there's just too much depth there at the position yeah he's yeah he's good though it'll be sad to see him go but i thought so too to be honest with you Yep. They really are super deep. They're deeper. They're incredibly deep at corner, obviously, but they're also, you know, pretty damn deep on the defensive line. Those are two positions they're super deep at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that. Oh, and then also, actually, one more. Sorry, um, uh, uh, Pettis and John Ross.
2: Mm, okay, so for Dante Pettis, for me, uh, I'm going to say like ten percent, maybe, maybe even less. And then John Ross, I would say it's probably a little bit more, more like forty percent.
4: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I, I think I'll go... I, that's tough, that one, in my mind. I'm not Ross exactly sure.
2: To be honest, Ross might even be a little bit more. But, I mean, they might really, really value his speed. But, I mean, in addition to Kadarius Tony, I, those are two totally different players. But Ross is also very, very mistake-prone. The Giants already have a pretty pretty uh, mistake-prone uh, skill position player that they rely
3: heavily on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... I. I th- I think one of them will make it, but I'm just I, I just don't know which one will make it. You're if perfect. I would like 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 if I if I choose, I would choose Pettis just because of ball security. Because I, I know Ross has had a ton of drops over the past like, few years. So yeah, Ross does, man. He really does. It's yeah. really frustrating. I might go with
2: Ross though, just because of the game breaking speed, the pedigree, and all of that kind of a stuff i mean it's a deep position group though i mean the giants shouldn't have to hopefully knock on wood injuries don't happen rely on either of those guys
3: too much and they could be more bit role players yeah for sure all right well yeah that's that's kind of what, what i want to play a little game today so <laughs> no it sounds great anthony thank you so much for uh, calling in and everything yeah I, I appreciate your guys time take care take care of yourself but
2: all righty so now we're gonna have stan stan mccune what's going, what's going on, on bro you are yo what's up guys Nothing, man. We're just chilling. How about yourself?
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm just sitting here watching the Sixers take it to the Hawks.
2: Oh, what's the um, score right
5: now? Uh, last I checked, Sixers up by like twenty um, in like the first quarter. So I, I'm, I just stepped away for a second. So I don't know what the actual score is right now. But I'm a Nets fan. So I've been a Nets fan my whole life. I'm, Jer- I'm a New Jersey Nets fan. And uh I live in Greenville, South Carolina, so I would love for them to play the Hawks. So I'm a big Hawks fan of this series because I would absolutely be driving down to Atlanta uh to see uh to see that series if that happened, but we'll see. We'll see.
2: What jer- what jersey would you be repping at the stadium?
5: Ooh. Um <laughs> Well, if my Stephon Marbury jersey hadn't been stolen from me, that would be it.
4: Who stole oh, exactly. your Stephon Parkberry jersey?
5: Someone. Okay. Oh man, that's a story. So we have time. When, oh, I, what... <laughs> when I when I bought my first house, uh, so there's a thing where like criminals will like wait for people to move into a house, and when they first move in, they'll they'll break in and steal their stuff. I bought my first house, and I had like nothing. I, I was like super poor, uh, could barely buy a house, and I got broken into. And literally, the there was nothing for them to steal, and so they started going through my clothes and they stole all my uh, sports stuff that you know that was out there. So they stole a few jerseys from
2: me. That is um, such a unique story, Stan. That like somebody, a criminal actually plotted and planned and put so much thought probably into breaking into <laughs> your home, and there was nothing there. So he's like, you know what? I like Stephon Marbury, and he snatched a Marbury jersey. That's kind of hilarious in a depressing way.
5: They took my white chocolate jersey too, which really, oh. really angered me.
2: Oh, that's that, that's a rough one here, man. White chocolate, he was exciting.
5: Yeah, my Sacramento white chocolate jersey. That I was I was proud of that one too. But anyway, um, yeah. So that that would be it. But you know, what? It, it's been some dark times. Like I, I, I'm not about to wear like a Jason Kidd jersey. Like that dude turned on the organization. Um, so like I don't, I don't even have a current. Jersey of a uh, of a current player on the team. Um, oh. So, uh, who would you prefer I, from the three? It, uh, I'm I'm I've got to go Durant. Um, I I used to not like Kyrie, but I've come around to him. I see I I kind of understand him now. I, I feel like <laughs> a little bit better. Like I get I get the personality quirks. He's kind of he's kind of like an Odell type of guy, but but like works his tail off when he's out it. there um he's doing he is working on both sides of, of the court so i appreciate that his personality I-, I don't always get um but durant like just everything he does is top top notch so i would i'd have to
2: go with him nice man. Um, we'll, see, we'll see if that ends up happening
5: yeah i hope but uh nick man I- i've got it i've got it man i gotta ask this
2: what's up what's up
5: Blue that Moon. was the that was the one you chose to go to.
2: Well, I was in Denver, so uh, that's the only one that I knew of in Denver. My <laughs> girlfriend liked Blue Moon.
5: How how many oranges did y'all put in those beers that you were drinking?
2: So it was uh, we were going to a Rockies game, and the Blue Moon isn't that too far away from the Rockies Stadium. It's like drive so we were just like all right we'll go there for a quick beer get wings and then just go to the rockies game so we only had one beer and honestly i didn't see an orange i I, there was no orange in her drink i took a sip of the drink and i was like oh okay this this stuff's pretty good i like it whatever and then i just disregarded it ate the uh wings and then we left but yeah no no orange so it's blue moon is that like a frowned upon beer
1: credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help you even more with the credit karma money spend account
5: Well, let me say it this way. One time, um, I was with a group and someone got a beer, and the waitress described it as a beer, uh, a fruity beer uh, okay. that girls okay. mostly get. That that was the way the waitress. She like insulted the <laughs> dude that got it. Um, wow, wow. Okay. Which, I,
2: which
5: I, I don't think that's totally fair, but yeah, it does normally have the orange in it. So that's yeah,
2: I've cool. seen that. I've seen that like all over like pop culture and you know in ads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why they do that. But uh, what, but uh, what, what brewery? Because I'm, mean, I'm not really a beer guy. What brewery would you suggest, Stan? Because you came at it. I feel like you came at the Blue Moon. Uh, me going there with a little bit of contempt.
5: So I don't know about Denver. I, I got to be honest. But if if y'all come down here to Greenville, hit me up. Um, I follow you guys on everything, um, and I've got the same dorky profile pic on pretty much everything. So. <laughs> um, I am about an hour away from Asheville, which has a ton of breweries, and I'd probably go with Sierra Nevada. That's probably the one that I would um, that I would hit up. But we also used to, have a lot of.
2: What's that? I said I used to live in North Carolina, and I'd actually had a buddy from uh, from Asheville. So, and I have a good friend who lives in Statesville. So I mean, I may find myself there just randomly at some time, and I'm going to take you up on that.
6: <laughs> yeah, we're
2: going we're yeah.
4: going a bit off the rails here, by the way. But I have to cut in real quick to say this because in my home right now, I just heard someone come in that I wasn't expecting to come in. But now I understand. Now I know that person was supposed to be coming in, and I thought that my house was getting broken into. Like what? Oh my gosh! To you?
2: So no, hide your on Marbury jerseys.
4: It was just somebody <laughs> coming home earlier than I expected. So we're all good here on this front. But woo, all right. This has turned into a wild night on the locker room, Matt. (laughs) All
5: right. I'll I'll try to write it in. But um, but just just to be clear, if you guys come down this area, I know, Dan, you like to hike. Nick, I guess you do too. We got great hiking spots, and we always get a beer afterwards. So just just throwing that out there. Hit me up. Um, Without a doubt. (laughs) All right. Let's talk Giants. Um, What is a position group that you think might surprise us positively? and how
2: position group that might surprise us positively and how during the season of course. the one that we all hope is going to be the offensive line and as we've said on yesterday's podcast and on plenty of other podcasts there's definitely avenues to where that can definitely certainly happen do definitely and certainly but i don't want to just go with that because i feel like it's going to be a cop-out answer so Mm
5: -hmm.
2: i'm going to go a little bit a little bit outside of the box here and i'm going to say the tight ends I'm going to say if there's a healthy Kyle Rudolph, I think that could be a significant upgrade to what Evan Ingram was going to do in the role that Jason Garrett wanted Evan Ingram to do, the role that Jason Witten had a Hall of Fame career with. I think Kyle Rudolph is better set to do that. And I still think we're going to see 12 personnel, and I hope to see a little bit more creativity with using Evan Ingram in space and getting him a little bit off the line of scrimmage and maybe even blinding him out in the slot not all that often since we have all these other weapons. But just using his athletic ability, as I said on uh, the uh, podcast that dropped earlier today.
4: Can you actually repeat the question real quick just because I was checking to make sure my house wasn't getting robbed when you asked
5: <laughs> it? Uh, yeah, just the position group that um, that you think might surprise us positively.
4: In the 2021 season?
5: Yeah, exactly.
4: Oh, that's a great question, actually. I'm actually going to go with Edge. I think Edge is the position that's going to surprise people. Yeah, we added some talent there, so there's some expectations. I think for the most part, people aren't expecting much, and I think with a combination of the system that really makes it edge-friendly, in my opinion, and the talent they added with Aziz Jolari, what we're seeing so far on the comeback from Lorenzo Carter, potentially a Shane is imminent, maybe not, maybe Ellerson Smith. I think that's edge group, and Adenabo, too, who I really actually like. I think this edge group is going to surprise people for sure.
5: All right. Um, have you guys seen the the – Preseason schedule yet? I know that that just got released.
4: I think I briefly I, saw it.
5: I don't know it by by heart though.
2: Yeah, same here.
5: Okay, so Jets and Browns then Patriots. Um, what what? So we got three game three preseason games. Do you guys think it's going to be like uh, in the past oh, where the next to last one is the one where we see the most starters? Have you guys heard anything about that?
2: I've heard nothing about that, but that's what I would assume would happen. The Browns game will probably be the the default, like, third game. And then that last game will be just for, like, the final roster spots, have people put tape out there, and then you gracefully release them, and hopefully they can pursue opportunities elsewhere. And then the Giants will bring in guys who are cut from other teams that they, like, value more than the guys that they have here. Okay, all right. Who are you going to be
5: watching the most during those games?
2: Oof, who am I going to be on the broadcast angle, which is – yeah, for the
5: honest. broadcast. What is live? <laughs> While you're watching it live, what what where's your eye going to be?
2: Uh, offensive line on offense, I would say, and then obviously when first team is out there, it's going to be on guys like Kenny Galladay and all those you know new weapons that we have. And then for defense, I just kind of want to see the young guys, which is a lot of the defense. I want to see Adoree Jackson. I want to see how he's going to be able to kind of combat that negative uh, 2020 season that he had with the Titans. And then just all the rookies. I'm always, you know, all in on the rookies. I'm all in on the undrafted guys all the time. And those are, like, some of my favorite guys to kind of evaluate, because there's so much going on in those kids' brains, and you just have to wonder, man, like, this is the moment where you have to prove yourself. And if they can make one, like, really good play and just kind of show one thing to the coaching staff that could help secure them a roster spot. Yeah, I
4: yeah. think Nick nailed it on that one. I feel the same way.
5: Okay, cool. Well, uh, Dan, uh, just blink twice if if there's anything wrong over there? Um,
2: and, uh, <laughs> no, we're I all think- good here. <laughs>
5: all right, guys. Hope I appreciate it. Uh, keep uh, keep coming out with the great content. We'll catch you guys later.
7: Awesome, right, thanks a lot, man.
2: There. And we got one more, and it's Brian. Brian, what's going on,
7: man? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm hanging out, dude. What's right, up, Brian? So- I had a, a couple questions. The first one is uh, with Kadarius Tony. I was just wondering. You know, at what point you guys start to get concerned? We, it seems like there's always something maybe that we have a temperamental player here with the cleat issue, then no OTAs, then he signed, I think, like during one of the OTAs. And now today he left, I think, midway through practice or later on in practice. So just curious as to your opinions, if this is potentially a temperamental guy we have on our hands. I know even in college there were some injury concerns, too. So maybe if you could break that down.
2: Yeah, so from an injury standpoint, I'm not like sure why he left the practice today. That's definitely something that I think has concerned both myself and Dan just because he is not even just because he's a little bit undersized, but just dating back to his time in Florida, he did deal with injuries and that's always something that's going to crop up, even though injuries can be fluky at times. But from a temperament standpoint, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing at this point. I'm I'm not concerned at this point just because I mean I did hear that he wasn't at that one voluntary practice but then I saw like a report that he was in the building he just wasn't on the field when when the media was present and I just didn't know how to like sift through that right now. So as of right now I'm not going to say that I'm concerned.
4: Yeah, my level of concern is very low at the moment. I my, my bigger concern is that I think his style of play, the way he runs with the football in his hands I think that could lead to injuries. To be completely honest with you, at the next level, that's my bigger issue when it comes to Darius Tony, as far as the off-field stuff. And you know, like like Judge said, he was there; he just wasn't practicing. And and honestly, you know, there wasn't much to take away from those early practices anyway. So to me, it's not a major concern level for me just yet. Until when they get to training camp, if it remains the case, then that might be different. Okay,
7: fair. And then uh, my second question was. Uh, with Rob Sale I don't I know he's the he's the O-line coach now I don't know a lot about his background and I know we're putting a lot of stock in our O-line hopefully turning it around is there anything you guys know about him that gives you confidence that he might be the guy I know him and Joe Judge are pretty tight but um, anything in specific that you think he could be the guy whereas we didn't necessarily have those coaches in the room last year
2: yeah, for Rob's sale, I mean, I, I trust Joe Judge's evaluation on him. This is a hand-picked guy, and he speaks highly on his teaching ability and all the stuff that we loved about Joe Judge when he kind of brought in this entire coaching staff about how they're all teachers and not just coaches. But he developed two offensive lineman at louisiana that ended up coming into the league in 2020 and being really solid players one for pittsburgh and another for the miami dolphins and louisiana Louisiana lafayette is not a powerhouse school they're not getting four to five star guys they're getting two star three star recruits and he was able to develop them to a point to where both pittsburgh and miami wanted to draft their guys and then year one from everything that i would heard i didn't grind the film for the dolphins or the steelers those players held up well and that's robert hunt and kevin Dotson. so i do like that and he's also just been around for a while i've heard people talk about how he did a really good job at arizona state i want to say he was only there briefly he goes back to georgia as well so it just seems like a lot of people are speaking highly of him and sometimes you know that can be i don't want to say hearsay but sometimes you want to take that with a grain of salt but from everything that i've heard about rob sale from rob sale it's uh i've I have a much better feeling heading into this season than whatever the heck the Giants dealt with last year with the offensive line, with the turmoil that ended up happening and then bringing in DiGuglielmo towards the end of the year, which was just a stopgap situation. I think just having a stable situation, I've said this before, should be good for this young offensive line.
4: Yeah, I would I would
2: concur. I mean, the, the fact of
4: the matter is Colombo, we were also excited about him, let's be honest, but a lot of that was just based on the performance of that Dallas offensive line, which had a lot of talent. I feel like... Yeah. It's the opposite scenario here, where this guy's getting the most out of lesser talent, lesser, you know, not big name recruits, guys who he's turning into NFL players, NFL draft picks that are like acclimating pretty fast at the next level, and to me, that's probably the reason I'd be more. I think it's fair to be a little bit more optimistic about what they have in in uh, this season versus last one with Colombo.
2: And, yeah, and I, and I and I remember that too, man. Like we were high on Colombo, but like you said, dude, it was more because of that talent. But I'm not even saying that Mark Colombo can't coach the offensive line. That seemed just to be like a, a personality bout between him
7: and Joe Judge as well. He yeah, kind of took. I, think, oh, I'm okay, sorry. Go I was going to say he kind of took over what Callahan was building on that line in the first place, right? Right, Colombo. Yeah, correct. Yeah, do you do you see any other coaches outside of Garrett that might uh, have issues on our – on our coaching staff this year or just Jason Garrett potentially being the guy? I mean,
2: uh, there's not, there's really no way for me to actually like, no, I'm not in the building. So I don't want to like be disingenuous. Okay. It doesn't seem like it. Cause this is Joe judges staff and he brought them in, but these are also guys who may have different visions and, and heads can always butt. And that usually happens when your team sucks. So if the giants end up coming out of the gate successful, I don't really envision that happening, but also uh, I think uh, burnt burns today, he actually ended up uh, having a uh, day. Yeah, But I think everything's okay with that. But just yeah, we're talking situation
7: about it, there.
2: Very scary situation, but I just wanted to acknowledge and I heard everything's okay as of right now, but let's hope that uh, continues.
7: Well, I, I appreciate it, guys, and I hope that this O-line comes along because I still think that our season for the last 10 years and this year hinges on that line finally coming together, so hopefully this is the time. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I need-
2: same here, bro. I mean, it would be awesome. If that offensive line comes together, you know, Jason Garrett, Daniel Jones, that marriage ends up working. We could be looking at some some good quality football.
7: Amen. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Take care of yourself.
2: All righty. And that's the last of our speaker requests. So if anybody wants to jump in real quick, let me know. If not, we're going to head on out of here. Alrighty, Dan's going to finish up his CBS draft. Best of luck on that mock draft. Everybody, please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Check out our YouTube page. We're going to be dropping some more offseason content. It's been a little bit of a lull there, but we're going to be getting back to that. We appreciate all your support. Please continue to leave the iTunes reviews. Those are awesome. And thank you for everything. Everybody take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night.
6: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?